You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the trailers, box art, and behind the scenes. And this week, for our first Ladies Month pick, Matt, what did we have? Sort of continued and spawned off of Stephen King Month and landed on The Rage, Carrie 2. Sometimes I really wish I could just be one of the shiny, happy people. What if you had the power? To move objects with your mind. And what if everyone around you gave you a reason? Come on, this girl's just a skank. To use it. Dude, it's her! It's her doing it! The Rage, Jerry 2, rated R. And for our first. In the land of Ladies Month, even though this one's kind of odd, we brought in some special guests. Jersey Ghouls, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm Jackie. And I'm Marissa. And I am Nate. And why don't you tell them what you do? Um, yeah, so we are, well, yeah, that, that would be nice. We are a feminist-ish podcast. I say ish because Jackie really enjoys talking about boobs, so I don't know how much we're allowed to like walk around bragging about that shit. <laughs> but uh, and we talk about horror and we talk about pop culture and we kind of try to be funny and sometimes it wins and sometimes it doesn't. You know how that goes. If you throw in bragging about dinglings and man butt, does that balance it out? I, I'd like to think so. I think that's no, what makes it feminist. We, I think I definitely, I bet my, my love of boobs is definitely balanced out by like the cute boy in the movie. I'll gush about it for a while. All right. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, it is. I try to be. I try to be. We'll start individually. Who has actually seen this movie before (laughs) I made you three or us two made you three watch this? Marissa, had you seen this? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. I was a a sucker for a good 90s uh, shitty, well... I don't know if I should say shitty. I was a sucker for a good uh, horror movie in the 90s, so I was all about it. So after Scream, you're just like watching them all? Oh my god, yeah. I, I, I followed this this rabbit hole all the way down in the 90s, like all the way to the obscure ones like this one. But How about you, Jackie? I, I had never seen this movie before. I think this is one of the movies that when we were working in the video store, like I know the cover. Mm-hmm. I've seen it and it was always one of those movies that like I'll get around to seeing it, I guess, but never have. So this was my first viewing. No, I, and I deliberately avoided it. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nate, I thought this would be on your personal, like, best of list. He does. He actually has a poster of it on his wall. Don't let him fool you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, Matt, uh, why don't you tell everyone your history with it? I've, I've definitely seen this. This is one of countless times I've seen this now. 90s horror movies. I, I caught them all. This came at the right time when I was just sucking up every horror movie that came out at this time. So yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it again. I've seen it recently. I've seen it before this podcast. Yeah. I've seen this one a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. This is my second time seeing it. I didn't see, catch this when it first came out. Instead, I caught this after the Carrie TV movie 
And like, I don't know, 2004, 2005, oh I went God. back and decided to watch all of them. And this one just shocked me because I can't believe I missed it. I mean, this was 1998, 99? 1999. So yeah, this was in the middle when I was working at a movie theater. So I don't know how I missed this. <laughs> Other than our super Christian movie theater might have just not put this in. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women are evil, psychics are evil. Yeah. So, I mean, put those two together, there's no way they'd show this. Right. All right, let's get into the quick facts of this. And it's going to be fast because uh, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it came out in March 12th, 1999. What an odd month for this. Yeah, March. I, that's not like a horror month at all. Like, it's not even like a, it's not like a dumping month either. It's just kind of like not summer yet. Like, that's basically it. Yeah, it's like that lull before the blockbuster season. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they just, MGM just shoved this out there. They're like, maybe we'll get a few people because nothing else is out. I don't know. This also seemed like one of those times, you know, which happens quite often with MGM. One of the times that MGM was just like struggling to survive also. So, <laughs> oh, really? It seems like it. That's what I get the feeling of. It's like, it seems like they only had Bond and that was kind of it at this time. No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know much about MGM. And it was directed by two people, started by Robert Mandel, and he left because of creative differences like two weeks in. So they hired Kate Shea. And I have no idea who she is. She is actually the director of uh, the original Poison Ivy. So that franchise that has spawned four, five movies now of the... Uh, oh, there's you there's know. your pedigree. Poison <laughs> Ivy. The first, the first Poison Ivy is actually a really good 90s thriller. It's only after that, that they became sort of direct-to-video uh, fest, which are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm not criticizing them. Oh, shit. Now I know. I know what movies we're talking about now. Yeah. Oh, the Poison... Oh, you just remembered them? Yeah, I just was like... I was. I kept thinking about Poison Ivy for Batman. And oh, I was no. like, oh, yeah. The Uma Therma uh, break-off. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I can't believe they didn't go with her and Bane, like, traveling through time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both so great. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Of course, this was... They put a writing credit for Stephen King in this, but that's nonsense. <laughs> I mean, he created the original Carrie, but come on. <laughs> they put his movie... They put the, the old movie in this one quite a bit, so maybe that's why. They're just throwing him a bone or something. I yeah, I wonder if they legally have to. I, I don't know about Stephen King's connection sort of with this movie, but I do know that this was started as a non-Carrie script, but was basically a telepathic girl getting revenge. And they were like, that sounds like Carrie. Let's just make it a Carrie sequel. Mm -hmm. um, and then they added in the stuff with the guidance counselor who was Amy Irving from the other movie and the scenes from the other one. But originally this was just supposed to be another telepathic revenge film uh, that only became Carrie later in the process. Yeah, that, that kind of shows. You can tell. I, I, I can, yeah. It, it feels there's some spotty editing in this sometimes where I'm like, that seems odd, but... There's definitely elements from the original Carrie that seem really, like, shoehorned in. Like, when the mother come, shows up at the end and starts talking about, like, religion and stuff, and it's like, wait, what? What is wait? Is this is this part of the movie? And then she's gone. Yeah, the parts where they're in the uh, asylum, I, I felt like this feels like it was kind of written on like a side note. They're like, oh, how are we gonna get the mother into this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was starring Emily Burgle as Rachel C. 
soon as Jason London yelled Rachel, I just like immediate Batman flashbacks. So that's the second reference to Batman. In this. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a bit of Batman stuff going on. That's me. Uh, of course, we have Jason London. Please don't call me Jeremy London. That's right. <laughs> and I know, I know someone in this podcast loves them some London. She does. Yes, yes. Oh boy! Well, like I said, um, I can just have them both at the same time, and then I never no, have to worry creepy. about calling them the wrong name because I'll have them both there, and then that works out for me. <laughs> yeah, I never know which one's the one that was in movies I liked, but the answer is neither. So that helps a lot. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. <laughs> no, you're right. I take it back. I love Mallrats. I can't tell them apart, but no, I know that Jeremy was Mallrats and Jason was Dazed and Confused, but that's where it ends. I have no idea past that. Well, now you can tell all your friends Jason London is in the Rage Carry too. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at all her friends, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then we had Dylan Bruno as, I don't know, Dumb Jock. Yeah, number 12. I don't know the character's name. So we're done with our quick facts. Uh, Matt, you want to break down the box art? Yeah, so um, this is widespread across the posters and everything like that. They kind of use the same image for DVD, the VHS posters, and it is the sort of floating heads of the 90s, but uh, we get a more front and center frame of Rachel standing above the Rage Carry 2 title with the jocks looking menacingly at her in the background and just like really weirdly Jason London like screaming for some reason behind her while everybody else looks pretty chill. uh, I don't really understand that choice. I thought it was a mistake. Uh, When I looked at it, I was like, no, this is like got to be like a misprint or something. But it's pretty across the board, the artwork for this movie. So dare I say it looks like it looks like his O face. Like, what what are they going for back there? It's a very aggressive O face. (laughs) That's how I roll. Everybody else looks so normal. I don't understand the choice here. But of course, it's all in this red fire font. And we get the tagline of every teen thinks terrible thoughts. Hers are deadly. Wow. <laughs> wow. If I needed more reason to hate on this, that, that might do it. I love how 90s this cover is. Yeah, this is this is like the 90s threw up on the cover. <laughs> this is this is very 90s. <laughs> like they're just like, hey, let's make goth carry. This should work. But, but not like goth, like 90s goth, which I don't is is totally different, I feel like. So it's just yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know. It's like hot topic. That's goth. what I was gonna say. She's she's not she's hot topic goth. <laughs> she's like pre pre post goth pre hot topic whatever the fuck that was yeah. in the nineties. Claire's no. <laughs> she has some Johnny the Homicidal Maniac comic somewhere. I own that. So <laughs> shit, I don't know what that is. You're you're not pre goth. No, no, I was not. Whichever one it is. <laughs> this this movie was closer to Nate and I than you two, because I mean we both apparently know about this character. I own the comics, so Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's um yeah, it's just comic books about a serial killer and they're really dark but also funny. They're hysterical. Yeah. I love them. They're really good. All right, what's the synopsis on this? Oh, we have a quote. Oh, what's the quote? So the quote is from USA Today and it says, Hell hath no fury like a telekinetic teen. Wow. That writer must have had a really good career after that. Well, does he have a name? Oh, there's no name. No name, but it's from USA Today. The letter to the editor. (laughs) The mom of one of the actors in the movie. (laughs) 
Oh, beautiful. So for those who don't know what this, for, for our listeners that may not know what this movie is about, they just have heard that there is a second Carrie movie that doesn't feature anyone named Carrie. Uh, this is our synopsis. Welcome to Bates High School. The lesson for today, stay on Rachel Lang's good side, because this outcast teen has a nasty temper that can't be controlled. The rage carry too is an explosion of supernatural violence, variety, and sustains your interest to the bloody, fiery end, the New York Post. Rachel, Emily Burgle, is just another high school misfit who wants to survive her senior year without embarrassment. But unfortunately, she gets caught in the middle of a scandal when a prank, orchestrated by a group of oversexed jocks, turns deadly. Once the police bring one of them in for questioning, the jocks target Rachel for squealing hatching a devious scheme to pu publicly humiliate her. However, messing with Rachel is worse than playing with fire, for when her temper is crossed, it triggers a powder keg of anger that unleashes special powers that turn a funhouse party into a madhouse inferno. This worthy follow-up to the horror classic, 60-second preview, Carrie is more terrifying and gorier than the original, featuring Amy Irving from Carrie, Jason London, Dazed and Confused, Dylan Bruno, Saving Private Ryan, Jay Smith Cameron, in and out and Zachary Ty Bryan, Home Improvement. The Rage Carry 2 is a thrilling ride and a smash. ABC TV from start to finish. Oh, boy. Wow. Can't wait to watch it. There's there's a lot of words. There's a lot of words on this <laughs> Definitely one. It feels like someone got a good check for that, for that review there. I hope they did. Yeah. Because they make this movie sound like fucking amazing. They, that was a writer that was paid per character, I think, because that's a lot, a lot on there. Uh, we should tell all of our listeners that the price tag in the middle of this is 99 cents. So that's how much you paid for it. <laughs> that's that's what I did, I guess. <laughs> this is a tape where I don't honestly remember where I got it. Your tape is fucked, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is all over the place. So um, I, I would like to... Um, so when you guys probably watched this on Hulu for free, correct? Uh, Voodoo, uh, I think. Voodoo. Yeah. Or Voodoo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt and I, at the very beginning when the movie starts, all the trailers run fine. And then the movie starts and the tape is fucked for about two minutes. <laughs> it's warped. Like the whole the whole thing just like it the picture just occasionally just stretches from side to side for no reason. And this there's just this very like sad baby wine sound that is just coming out of the VCR <laughs> as the movie is playing. And I was just like, okay, so this is going to be my experience watching this movie this time. So when we start breaking this down, we're going to have to have you explain to us what the hell happened in that house. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know there was paint, but before we get into that, let's go through the... So we went through an entire month in October with no trailers. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah, that's the first time, I believe, for us. The for, yeah, a whole month for sure. Yeah. But luckily, the Jersey Ghouls come oh, on, give us the luck, and we have a, a whole shit ton of That's trailers. MGM made up for our entire October. So first we started with The World Is Not Enough, another great movie. <laughs> um, my So my first, if I could jump in with a comment here, how the fuck did Denise Richards become a Bond girl? I don't, I? 
wild thing. She was hot no, like she's fucking terrible at everything she does. It doesn't matter. She was hot like Hansel. <laughs> they wanted her in the movie. <laughs> I, I, do you guys remember the line? I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen this movie. I, I worked in the theater when this came out, and I remember watching it. And I, I liked Bond for a while when I was a young teenager. I, you know, I was just like, oh, he's a cool guy with hot ladies. Who doesn't want to be Bond? But I remember getting out of the theater watching this. And, and we got to watch it before the movie came out. Like having a struggle with, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. This was, I, I had the same experience. I kind of loved old Bond movies as a kid. And I remember being pissed at how bad this was. Was this the one with the really good video game though? Was this the N64 no, no, one? No, 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 that was Goldeneye. You yeah. stop it. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, everyone, everyone likes, everyone likes Goldeneye because the video game was really good. And then they retroactively liked the movie. <laughs> um, but the other ones with Pierce Brosnan are not very good. No, uh, what what's the is this the one that's really terrible? No, the next one's really, really, really bad with Holly Berry, right? Oof. I don't even remember what it's called. Oh, shit, I remember yeah. the cover; it's blue and silver. Yeah, it was like I remember Die they were. Day. Is that what it is? Die another day, yeah, right? Oh, it? it might be. That sounds. That right. sounds James Bondy. How many? Enough. How many was Pierce Brosnan in? I've only Too ever many. seen the James. The James Brosnan. No. The Pierce no Brosnan. Brosnan. <laughs> James Brolin just became a Bond for me. Um. <laughs> well, you could probably get him in. Why not? Yeah. Was this the one where the like media mogul was trying to take over the world? No, they used to have like fun stuff, like people with like underwater lairs and like bases on the moon and like all sorts of nonsense and Donald Pleasance would be in the movie and And like they'd have girls like golden pussy or whatever her name pussy is, gold. right? No. Oh pussy. Donald Pleasance is gold uh, is is, is oh, gold, I think I'm gold finger. Yeah what, what we had Octopussy, we had um Octopus oh, that oh, was oh. it. Yes. Uh, it's, it's so like but after like I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but like after this trailer we had the uh bond collection trailer or whatever mm -hmm. this these two trailers back to back is as much bond as i've ever <laughs> seen <laughs> i've just had no interest in this series ever i've seen some of the daniel craig ones i fucking hate them wow and, and like like the past ones i've just never had any interest in it you know i like i like it either going full crazy or more played more straight and like bond kind of operates in the middle that just doesn't like interest me so like this trailer and then the bond collection trailer that is the most i've seen of bond probably in my entire life <laughs> i would say go back and 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 watch you know some from the different bonds and because they're all like really different how the movies feel mm -hmm. so you might like some bond because i don't like daniel craig bond either but I like some Timothy Dalton. I like some Sean Connery Bond movies. I've never seen any of the old Bond movies. The the Pierce Brosnan ones, I've I think I went I've seen them all once because I went to the theater to see them when they came out. Never seen them again. And I couldn't even begin to tell you a plot point of any of them, aside from like, yeah, somebody's trying to take over the world for one million dollars. Here's the plan. We get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. Oh wait, is I that think Austin that's Powers? also power. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, like I couldn't tell you the plot of any of them, and I've definitely never seen any of the older James Bond movies. So I'm with you. That James Bond collection trailer is the most like old James Bond I've ever seen.
I never go back and watch the 70s James Bonds. I'll watch the 60s and maybe Goldeneye. But other than that, it's not something I like to rewatch. It's I just like, yeah, seen him. Some guy is trying to, you know, slice him open with a laser. Got it. And he's, you know, somehow not just disgustingly filled with HIV or with uh, every STD there is. <laughs> oh, that, that's a thought I've had many times about James Bond. He's got just super so, spy vaccines. How super skeevy he is. Jack, you dog farted. It's the worst thing ever. I know. I'm sorry. Jumping to a couple other trailers here. We had Rocky Marciano from 1999. Never seen. Didn't ever heard of. Never even knew it existed. No, I want to thank you guys for this one because it really did just uh, like I had a little Oprah aha moment in that I realized John Favreau has no place in front of a camera, but he can absolutely be behind one, and I'm okay with it. But he was ripped in this in this movie. He I was, was like, what? He was. I it's like man, Iron Man director got he was beefy. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a hunk, and not in the like cute fuzzy way like an elf. He was like beefy in earnest. Yeah, he was. He, I was afraid of him. I was afraid of this trailer. <laughs> now, was this a movie that went direct to video? I'm really confused. I got the feeling that these were TV movies. Like there were a couple TV movies they stuck in here. No, you think? Oh, it looked like it had great production to it. I just like, I just wonder if it got shelved and then, uh, well, and then we had the Lesser Evil. Is that what you're talking about? That one yeah. really felt like a TV movie. Yeah, that one was like that whoa, sleepers, right? It was that it was like the poor man sleepers. I thought. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like I felt like it it could theoretically be a good movie. The 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 fucking trailer was just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like a teaser that I just like instantly forgot. Yeah, I had, you said that title and I was like, I've seen that trailer. Couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about it, but I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but we can move on to the fun stuff because next we had the Mod Squad. Oh, oh man. I love this movie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like I unabashedly love the Mod Squad. It's so it's another just like 90s puke fest. It's wonderful. This would be a fun one to do. I I I ripped off their credits for my poster for my movie. <laughs> Take back the knife. You can find it online. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be on Amazon Prime for Halloween, guys. Woo! I, I like Mod Squad. I think it's fun. Fun trailer, too. It made me want to watch it again. I had never seen the Mod Squad television show, and I think I saw this new movie when it came out simply because of my girl crush on Claire Danes. Mm -hmm. But that's about as... I, I Honestly, I don't remember the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So it wasn't a blast from the past for you? No. <laughs> no, no. Not as much as the next one. Blast from the past. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now this one I I have seen. Blast from the past I have seen multiple multiple times. Not only for the love of Brendan Fraser, but like Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek as the parents is just they're 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 awesome. I want them for parents. No offense, mom and dad, but I want Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek. You know what? I think a lot of these movies were coming out right when I was starting at Blockbuster Video, so I think I secretly hated them all for like <laughs> for having to like you know fix those shelves all the time and restock. And I'm like, oh, look at this stupid bullshit Carrie Rage Two or whatever, and look at this dumb Mod Squad movie. And I think I was just salty at that time, so I haven't seen like any of these movies. Yeah, I could see that happening. Like just putting up with everyone returning these things. And mm -hmm. I, I, I remember like there were a couple movies, especially animations at the time when I worked at the theater. I hated children because of like having to clean up after an animated movie. 
and I hated the movie. <laughs> like, and it's not their fault. <laughs> now, now I've, I've I've softened on kids. I I just I just I don't hate them. I trust your instincts on that one. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> I, I can categorically say no. I've never seen this one, and what this did do for me though is it put me down the rabbit hole of what the fuck happened to Brendan Fraser after like the last Mummy movie and how he like. It was actually kind of sad. Like he got all jacked up and then he left Hollywood and now he's on a ranch somewhere fucking with monkey bone or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, he's got oh, monkey bone. I love monkey bone. Oh, I wish I had that VHS. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me too. When I, I was working like at Blockbuster money. one night, um, we were closed up and someone came banging on our door screaming that he needed monkey bone for his kids <laughs> <laughs> and my manager's like no we're closed you can't have it i just remember that very specifically like i need monkey bone damn it oh, out of all the movies that were out monkey bone was it brendan frazier <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was actually trying to proposition you i think <laughs> oh and then our last movie was the corrupter from 99 i've never seen this I want to see this. I've never seen this, but I was like, ooh, this looks like one I got to like go back and find. <laughs> the Corrupter looks super cool. Shut up. You got, are you guys serious right now? Yeah, I, you, I could have pressed stop after the literal beginning was two cops it's in a world with no rules. That's because you pay too much attention to the dumb trailer. How many Chai Yun Fat John Woo action movies have you seen? Because they're oh, at, awesome. At least zero oh man you're missing out you are missing out i doubt that but okay so dramatic well i mean did it have marky mark with his shirt off i can't remember i have the funky bunch for that i I don't need (laughs) i feel like he was shirtless at some point i think like 1996 through 2002 you couldn't see a mark Wahlberg trailer without him with his shirt off (laughs) and amen for small miracles (laughs) heidi whitey's shirtless (laughs) mark Wahlberg. All right, let's get into this movie. And now, our feature presentation. I'll tell you exactly what Matt and I saw. Static <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, so was there was a mom painting, correct? She was. Yes, basically, the movie starts with Carrie's... Or not Carrie, I'm sorry. The movie starts with Rachel's mother... She's got red paint and a paintbrush and she's not like painting a wall. She's literally just painting a red line around the room and it doesn't matter what she's like hitting. She's literally just making a lines around there. She's painting on the wall and paintings and lamps and dishes all and and at one point Rachel even talks to her and she paints yes. Rachel's face she does like, she mama like, crazy mama very crazy rush slaps her it's so yeah, great she does. like for any parent out there who's ever been painting and trying to paint while your kids being a fucking little pain in the ass oh I was so satisfied that was for me the best moment of the movie was when she got <laughs> bitch slapped with a paintbrush but okay continue yeah, yeah. man we missed all that cops show up I don't know someone called the cops I don't know what happened. Yeah, you can't slap your kid with a paintbrush and get away with it anymore. Who it saw sucks. that? Nobody saw that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it, the the beginning of her her mother gets taken away in an ambulance, and a cop is there talking to Rachel, just saying like, you know, mom's gonna go away for a while. Mom needs a little bit of a rest. So you know, basically, it sets up her being put into foster care because because mama crazy. Yeah, that's when the movie actually starts for us is like when it um basically goes into 90s high school 
you know, where it shows all these characters doing stuff that I never saw anyone do in high school, like chasing everyone around with a uh, recorder. You know, they're like, ah, I got my tape recorder here. I have that that um, never in my high school were people sitting on the picnic table benches making out. There usually wasn't anybody outside playing guitar and like all of our activities were never set to ska music. So I what guess about, I didn't go to high school in the out. 90s. No, we definitely had ska music <laughs> and hacky sack galore no, I, where no, I went to school. No. I mean, I remember playing it, but not in like in front of school. School's going to be like they always make the beginning of a school day in these movies like a production that is like almost like they're about to go into like musical. Yeah. 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 It's actually why I became a teacher, and I'm fucking devastated to report that none of it's true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning I walk around waiting for that big montage to start, and it never does. I, I hope you just start like singing and dancing, and then the kids just look at you like you're psycho. <laughs> <laughs> they look at me like I'm psycho no matter what, but that works. I might try it. Now, this movie's full of bullying and all that shit. Oh, it yeah. sure is. Which, which we all had to put up with. But how is the bullying now? Is it like, are they getting on their phone to bully someone instead of like actually? Sh- oh, there's such little shits about it. I call them out all the time, too, because I'm like, when I was a kid, we just fucking beat the shit out of each other and talk shit on the playground. But like now it's all like behind screens and fucking passive aggressive and like shitty. Like it's just like it's it to me, it's less respectable bullying because I think there's something so cowardly about the way kids do it today. Yeah. And, and like we could escape it like in the 80s and 90s. We could just go home and like sit in the basement and watch a shitty movie and then no one could bother us. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had our bubble. Like, I mean, if I could run fast enough after school, I was usually good. You know what I mean? Like, whereas these kids today, there's no escaping it. It's just fucking everywhere and just social media and all that shit. Yeah. The kids today, man, they have it rough. So what we're saying is 90s school was the best school. (laughs) (laughs) It was way better. Yes. Hey, this will just be 90 minutes of back in my day. Yeah, pretty, much. <laughs> pretty much. It's like sitting through my English classes. That's all I do is yell back in my day in an old crotchety voice. Guys guys with goatees and sweater vests, you know, oh, just being bullied. Yeah. It was, you know, that's where it's at. That's right. Oh, and the baggy, the baggy pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw a kid in the background with the baggy pants, I was just like, that's my high school sort of kind of not really. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get introduced to, um, oh, what's her name from American Pie? I forgot her name. <laughs> Mina Subari is oh. in this movie and she is not even like in the in the main. Well, I don't think I don't think American Beauty had come out yet. So she was not a fucking superstar yet. But she's deep in the credits here and she's in the opening sort of opening caught up to modern scene with Emily Burgle. Now, and- had she done American Pie by this time, or is this? Oh, this is the same year, isn't it? It's like American Pie and American Beauty were both ninety nine. So this was this was the year of Mina Suvari. <laughs> oh wow! I just found all that out. Just blew my mind. Yeah. And, and in five minutes, it'll all be gone again. Yes. Sadly, she commits suicide because she loses her loses her virginity to uh, the home improvement kid. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which man, he plays such a fucking dick in this. Like, I I hate him. Yeah. He. Well, we we said it was going to come up. He plays Kavanaugh. Yeah. And this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I have that in my notes, you fuckers. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is, it's not his fault. Remember, boys will be boys. Of course. Yeah. I don't understand why girls just can't keep their mouth shut, right? Yeah. And next on Fox News. (laughs) 
Well, and then the thing that like they you know kind of hammer it home with is the fact that he kind of like likes her. He like is interested in her, and when when they pass each other earlier, it he's like he like smiles and waves at her. But it's only as soon as his friends are like that dog face over there, or whatever they say, whatever horrible thing they say, then he's immediately like, oh, I gotta dump her. I can't be with her. But like he likes her. And then they like make him think that she's not worthy or whatever. And then he dumps her and then that leads to her killing herself. So it's just like another, you know, boys will be boys, annoying fucking thing that happens here. I never knew in my high school, we had plenty of deaths, but none of them were through suicide uh, that I can remember. Did anyone play any type of game like this? Because athletes, I was a jock in high school. I was a a fat lead. (laughs) Does anyone remember anything like this? Yeah, in college I do. Oh, really? Yeah, this was, this was a more college thing. Yeah, but I, I remember like the hotter knots and stuff like that that would pop up in yeah. in high school. So like it it is it is a thing. It's it's definitely exaggerated for the movie, but it is it's real. But it's I, real. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm obviously someone has done something like this, but. I, wouldn't you just like go home and like fucking trash talk this guy and then I don't know I, I well maybe it is a movie we've got to kick start this so she's got to no you're right I think that like the first thing I thought when like she killed herself is I was like geez like she must have been really fucked up before this right I mean like yeah I mean these games definitely were a thing and people definitely got fucked over by them but I don't know like I don't know I didn't know anybody like fucking burned down a fucking party or killed himself over it you I don't know? Want, I don't want to be a downer here but one of my friends in high school totally did that exact same thing. Jumped off the roof? Well, no, not jumped off the roof, but oh. killed herself because some boy dumped her. Oh, shit, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So and she was, like, stable other so than that? Yeah, it's... Fuck. See, so. but when you're in high school, like, everything is dramatic. Like, I remember, like, it was the end of the world because I auditioned for a musical and didn't get the part that I wanted, and I think I, like, sobbed for three days. So, like, when you're in high school, mm-hmm. like, this is the time of your life when everything is so dramatic and like the littlest thing like leads you to like just want to end it all and it's that bad then I guess that's the path you're going to go down but I don't like this is not something I've ever experienced but I guess yeah I mean I mean I was just I was just pissed that I wasn't worth more points like as a really (laughs) geeky chick I should have been a fucking big score and I wasn't so did you guys I paused when they showed the shot of the rules of the game I paused it and I wrote down all of their rules that they showed. <laughs> yeah, since then, Jackie and I have been playing for fun. <laughs> Bless your geeky heart for doing that. <laughs> well, what are what are the rules? So, so the rules are that the game lasts the entirety of the football season. Uh, number two, okay. the highest point total wins. Here's my favorite part. Three, the winner gets a keg of beer of his choice paid for by the other players. And then four, they start to list some of the point values. So uh, you get one point for a blowjob, an extra point if she swallows. You have to have five points per month to stay in the game. You get one point for each article of clothing kept by the players. Uh, Two points if it's witnessed by the other players. One point for eating her out. And then his thumb covered it, but all I could read was point for exotic location. And I think we can all figure out what an exotic location would be. It would probably be someplace kind of uncomfortable. Like the back of a Volkswagen. (laughs) 
All right. That's wow. That's a graphic. Uh, I know graphic. she really went into it. I mean, you get five points. You, so you have to get five points to keep into this. This is yeah. a very competitive game. Yeah. So you're looking at at least five girls in one month. At the very least. That that sounds about right. Okay, so these uh, football players, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more sexually active than I was in high school. I have a note, every you're football seriously? player is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're boys being boys. Remember, right. they're, 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 it's tough being a young white male in, in today. Yeah, especially now more than ever. It's dangerous yeah. times for, for white it's, middle class men. It's tough being a bully. It's tough being white male. <laughs> I, I do. I think this is where, you know, this that the director really shines because you have a female director for this movie. And like, she's just there to fucking tell it like it is and yeah. just be like, yeah, this is horrible. Like when you're when you're in this situation, like we were saying, maybe it's not necessarily always situation. But when you were in this situation, it's fucking terrible. So like, yeah. ha- like this acts as sort of the microcosm for the uh, fear of the young woman in high school, you know, when they're surrounded by gross jocks. So yeah. I think having having this movie directed in the end by a woman is to its advantage because the men are fucking disgusting, painfully real in this movie. <laughs> Except for the guy that bangs Stifler's mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love how he's barely put in this movie, too. He seemed okay. Yeah, no, I I think you're right, though. I think it really brings a lot to the table in that arena in that they really are unabashedly fucking creepy and, and like, skeeved out. And the way the school handles it is so legit. I hate to say this, but, like, my school would absolutely do the same shit. They would cover that up so quick. Like, I've seen so many things along this vein of horrible get covered up under the guise of boys will be boys over my past 10 years in education that it would fucking blow your mind and it like is the shit of nightmares and it's the shit of after school specials and at the end of the day there's nothing you can do to fight that system and the fact that nothing has fucking changed in the fucking 20 years or whatever like it's just so depressing like just sucks but yeah i think i think she does put that kind of feminine touch on the perspective of how much it blows to be a woman dealing with this shit so yay for that her friend commits suicide she finds a photo and I guess she gives it to, I don't know, one of the cops. And the cop, I love, this cop is so stupid. Where he's just like, well, what am I going to do? It's just, you know, there's nothing wrong with someone falling in love or nothing illegal. And then someone, I don't know who it is, the guidance counselor or whatever, has to tell him, well, it is statutory rape. And how he looks at her like, oh, fuck, that is illegal, isn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. I should know the law, shouldn't I? Well, in the end, the, the this cop is one of the people that's like actually standing up for the right side in yeah. the uh, principal's office meeting uh, scene that's like the most horrifying realistic scene in the movie. He he comes around to actually be like, no, this is fucking wrong. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he does. But then he kind of just gets smashed under the system. Yeah, because the DA walks in and is like, I want to see this kid win the game you know (laughs) well uh, i'm gonna talk about this because this feels like an 80s trope that they snuck back into a 1999 movie where the dog gets hit and man when that dog gets hit i was fucking pissed i was like don't you kill that dog and they didn't even though that dog got (laughs) fucked (laughs) that dog should not be alive yeah he's super dead yeah that basset hound but no it's gone (laughs) i was trying to figure out did she like save it with her protective powers 
No, I just think it was fine. <laughs> well, I mean, watching my shitty tape, I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> I don't have time to stop. Because <laughs> then we get into uh, Jason London, like taking her out while well, saving the day. Because, you know, how much would that surgery cost on that dog? I had that same thought. I was like, they can't afford that shit. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Have you guys ever, ta- do you, like, you take your pet to the vet. If there's, like, an emergency, they ask you how much you're willing to spend. It's the fucking yes. worst experience in the world. Because not only does it force me to face how broke I am, but then it's, like, my Sophie's choice of how much debt I'm willing to go into for my dog. It's fucking terrible. And, like, she would have not had the money. Like, just say it. Just no, because that would have been like four or five thousand dollars at least, easy. right? Yeah, uh, my dog just went in for a vet visit at seven a.m. on sun last Sunday because she was throwing up and defecating blood, which she's fine, but it was some type of track problem. I don't know with her uh, GI track, but the thing is, that cost me seven hundred dollars, yeah, like that, yeah. So I was like, come on, come on, movie. So this director never owned an animal. Yeah. <laughs> They go into a diner and she's covered in blood. And then he's just like, I really wish they had cool music here. Like garage, like um, garbage. garbage. <laughs> I love the garbage reference. <laughs> I know. Shirley Manson rocks. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, beautiful. That's, that's great. And then the kids, these high school jocks, try to break into Rachel's place. And the kid from Home Improvement, what is his character's name? I got to actually, I wish I would have wrote that down. Uh, it's going to be his name is Eric in the movie. So Eric puts on brass knuckles and is like basically just going to beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Like they show up to her house to like fuck her up, fuck up the house, like scary shit. And again, feels a little too real. Their plan at first seemed to be like, let's scare her. And then the plan seemed to just go out the window and be like, no, we'll let her know that it's us. Like no, no disguise, no nothing. We're like our faces in the window and like they could be, I don't know, arrested for that, maybe. <laughs> well, that felt the most real to me because it would be a bunch of high school morons doing something like that. Yeah. Like they wouldn't wear masks, no protection, just a bunch of dumbasses. It was undercut, though, by the fact that she calls 911 and then tells them, never mind, because that that doesn't happen. You can't say never mind. No police. Thanks. <laughs> Well, yeah, because didn't she mention, she's like, someone's trying to get me. And then she's like, yeah, I'm cool. No, nah, never mind. Go, don't come out here. Like, no, I think they would still come out at that point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, ah, this sounds like a trick. Yeah. <laughs> Someone probably has a knife to your neck or something. This was also yep. a part of the movie where stylistically, I was trying to wrap my head around it because it kept going to black and white. Yes. And then Jesus it was fuck. in color. And then because like, I'm like, oh, is it you know going to do that? Is it going to go black and white, you know, when Rachel uses her powers? But no, we're just trying to make it like music videos. So artsy. Yeah, so artsy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite know what they were trying to do with the black and white. Yeah, I think it seems to be more like the freak out scenes as opposed to just like using her powers. It's like when it's like really hardcore. I think that's what the choice is. But my favorite part of that choice isn't the black and white. It's like the Frankenstein shock sound effect that they put over it. (laughs) The little like buzzing static sound. Yeah, stabbing sounds, gunshots I've heard. Um, Yeah, it's like, I don't know, just weird like random sound effects just repeated over and over again. And you know what I did not realize? uh, I guess since we're talking about the freak out moments, like not to quite give away the end yet, 
But I completely forgot or just never caught that she had a tattoo the same as her friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's yeah. very explicitly shown at the beginning. Yes, but I like didn't I don't know if I was looking at my phone, what was happening. I had no idea. Oh, so at yeah. the end, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, just another layer of like confusion. But that one's my fault. So then she ends up, I don't know, hanging out with Jason London and losing her virginity and the football players tape her. And then she goes through the whole trope of like the one girl becomes friends with her. Yeah, like at almost near the very end, but basically yeah. to trick her to go to this party where they're going to play the tape. Now, this is something that was maybe before this, but very 90s where they take a girl who's clearly not ugly mm-hmm. and they're trying to like, oh, she's an outcast. Oh, then we put a nice dress on her and she's pure. She's beautiful. Yeah. Mm hmm. It, yeah, she's all that. It, she's, you know what? I had the same exact thought because the same plot points even happen of taking her to the popular people party and then the popular kids are planning to like, you know, do something to her. So I'm like, oh, did they bite off of it? But really, she's all that came out in January of 99. So she's all that only came out two months before this movie. Hey, let me make a point then. The girl who made her up, who worked at the jewelry store, is in the TV show version of Clueless. And that's one of the main plots in Clueless is they take the one girl and they and they, they dress her up and put new makeup on her and stuff. Yeah, but they don't do that cool. to prank her. So 90s. That's, like all, that's something that could only exist in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, and before that, I guess uh, we'll go right in. I'll play a clip here of the principal office, the meeting they have. You're not really thinking of pressing charges against my son. Oh, we're doing more than thinking. Look, Eric's a good kid. He, he may be guilty of some youthful transgressions. Youthful transgressions? A girl killed herself, Lou. Hello, Jay. Sit. Everybody sit. I'm just listening in. Okay, then. Cards on the table. My boy isn't going down alone. Go on. Mark Bing, Jesse Ryan, Brad Winters, and Chuck Potter. We're talking about the most prominent families in this town. Maybe they've all slept with underage girls. Who can tell? And yes, maybe they made a game of it. And perhaps Eric can even get proof of that. I agree it would be awful, but I don't think it's criminal. Now, there will be scouts at the game on Friday. Eric takes a fall. Maybe they all will. You want to be responsible for ruining these boys' lives? I think that about sums it up. Karen, what we have here is an issue with intent. Blue sheeted. Oh, but Jake... What you don't have is evidence enough to tarnish this boy's reputation. It's not about evidence, is it, Jay? It's about elections, right? That is it, Robbie. That is all. Lou... Thanks for coming by. I'll walk you. I appreciate you. Well, I hope we'll see you again on Friday. I'll be there. When this was happening and the DA comes in and everything, yeah, this is when it kind of, the movie just made me mad because I'm like, shit. This this fucking has happened. This happens all the time. And like, this is Trump's America. Like, this is just like how things fucking are now. Like, it, it have always been, obviously, because this movie's 20 years old and it's saying stuff that's still relevant now. Yeah, it's just like so fucking frustrating that like, that's where we are now. Judge Kavanaugh, 
Uh, yeah it did it fucking like really fucked with my head in that way like that whole scene and then even just like when they fucking filmed her having sex and shit i was like god damn it like fuck you know like it's true it's just trump this is like trump's america this is so normal like normalized now and those kind of meetings really do happen every day and it's fucking devastating to to deal with well and it also had this like aura of like no one even questions if she was telling the truth because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, how fast can we get this kid off? Because we don't want to ruin his scholarship. Yeah, we don't want to ruin his. But, you know, he made one mistake. You know, that bullshit, that line. But when the, the meeting ends and the DA's like, OK, well, there's no evidence. Well, you know, I need these votes. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's a couple families. I know they're rich, but really? I mean, the rich control it all, man. Yeah. That's the way it is. Seriously. Uh yeah, I mean, I could easily see it really happening, but yeah, I mean that that exact story is you know it ripped from the headlines it, at that time today doesn't matter. It's and it's going to keep happening. Well, and unfortunately, then, I mean, if you think about all this stuff, they first tried to break into her house, uh, the statutory rape. Then we had you know the taping them have sex. Like these kids are really racking it up here. Oh, that's horrible. So uh, we get to the party. They reveal what's happening with the book and all the points. And uh, her mom shows up because we forget that Amy Irving, who was barely in the original movie, has been visiting her mom in the most movies like... It's Arkham Asylum. It is Arkham Asylum. Yeah. It's like the 90s version of Arkham Asylum, which is a third reference to Batman. But they always do this with these movies in the 90s, especially with, um, uh, it's a ang- what is it, 12 Angry Monkeys? 12 what? Monkeys? 12 oh, Monkeys. Oh, I combining wish they were. Yeah, I'm combining, I'm combining your 12, 12 Angry movies. Monkeys yeah. together. A monkey juror. I want to see 12 Angry Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That would be great. But like, they're always just like all crazy. I'm sure, you know, a real asylum or whatever it is would be a bunch of people sedated. For, for and, someone like, who works in the mental health industry, I could tell you that was just like one HIPAA violation after another. <laughs> you don't yeah. just walk around the floor of a mental health ward. It just doesn't happen. The entire escape scene was like oh, fucking comically clownish. Escape clownish. by Bubblegum was brilliant. For me, so I, you know, I've made no secret about it that I, I like this movie. I enjoy this film. But for me, what like slams on the brakes of this movie, like takes all the wind out of its sails is all this shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I always want to see the kids, you know, like as much as I fucking hate the jocks, I want to see them die. You know, like I, I, Get to that. I don't need any of this. Oh, you're Carrie's half sister and we got to get the mom out and all that shit. Like, I don't need any of this. And you could call it Carrie, too, and have it be a sequel. But you don't need to force feed me all this stuff. Like, this is what, like, really brings the movie to a slog for me as somebody who enjoys it. This is like when I'm like, okay, can we get to the good stuff? Like, well, we mentioned at the beginning, this is where it feels like it was tacked on. Yeah, this this is all reshoot city for sure, and it's just like uh, I uh, I'm sure it wasn't reshot. I'm sure it was put into the script, but you, you know, yeah, the yeah. the script equivalent of a reshoot, a rewrite day of or whatever. But like, it's uh, definitely takes the pace, like the kind of very pretty quick pace of the first half of the movie, just right out and just becomes so slow. Yeah, when she she takes her mom straight to that party. And then when Carrie is just, I mean, Rachel uh, is straight up just 
flipping out and like getting all of her skin covered in like yeah the tattoo like yeah. grows which is just like the most 90s way that that could happen is that, yeah like what's up with that i have no idea i i love it i mean not in like a like this was a good artistic choice but just as like a super 90s choice i'm like yep <laughs> this is exactly how i would hope this would go down is that the embodiment of the rage like flowing yeah here? Like, that's what I took it as, is like, you know, she's coming to accept it. She's like, you know what? I've got it in me. Carrie's sister, like, let's do it. Let's do it now. These people deserve to die, just like they deserve to die in 76. And we're going to, come on, bring it out. I just wish it was a barbed wire t- tattoo instead. It was, it was kind of tribal-ish. I was feeling that vibe. Uh, it would have been amazing if it was all barbed right? wire. Right? That's the only way it could have been better. <laughs> My main beef is that this movie copies the structure of the original Carrie in so many ways, especially with, like, this big freak out at the end. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if they drew out, like, if she, like, learned to control her powers earlier in the movie and she was, just, like, hunting these guys down or something. Like, I think that would be way more interesting. Like a fucking X-Man. Hell yeah. Something new, you know? I think you're right. I think that would have been much better. Because, like, in the first one, at least you had all the symbolism. Uh, you know, like, when Carrie was getting the psychic powers, it was supposed to be symbolism of a, of a woman, you know, like, getting her period and everything like that, mm-hmm. which I honestly did not know until I read about it. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, when I watched the original Carrie, I was like, okay, this is really long and boring because it's in the 70s. And then something happens at the end. I'm like, ooh, that was cool. Well, a lot of men don't know this, but another major rite of passage besides getting one's period is getting their first tribal tattoo. So really, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, it's the exact same metaphor. We're learning so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you need feminine touch once in a while, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then, okay, so when she flips out and she instantly kills Amy Irving's character, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, It's like, why is she in this at all then? You know, like, why does that have to And it's an accident too. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, no, what the hell was it. going on there it was weird i was okay with it <laughs> I, yeah I'm, I'm glad that they went there though like it was like yeah we brought her back but like fuck it she's dead she if we ever do a third one it ain't happening for her <laughs> yeah we questioned whether she would survive a second time so i i i like the way she died too yeah ah she had it coming she didn't even die like confronting rachel <laughs> it's just like at the door <laughs> She was collateral damage. Oh, well. And then she, uh, the kids, I cracked up right when they grabbed all the spear guns. I was like, wait, (laughs) these Republicans, clearly Republicans here, the rich ones, they don't have shotguns and shit. Fuck you. Bullshit. I believe it, dude. I feel like they big game hunt with those things. Like, I I loved it. I thought it was such a douchebag way to fucking have weapons, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do love what ends up happening to uh, Eric this character home improvement gets his fucking dick blown off it is just wonderful yeah all of the subtlety of the symbolisms are long gone by the 90s which is lovely you know like they're literally just gonna blow his dick off you know like no we're all idiots and they need to explain to us exactly what's going on and you know what that's fine i'll take it i'll take it so kids if you play this game and statutory rape someone and get away with it your dick's gonna be just mangled by a spear gun that's another rite of passage for women we get our periods our tribal tattoos and we're given a spear gun that's something you guys don't know but i'll let you went on that secret yeah. we get spear guns for this very occasion yes and then our tape fucks up again oh no uh at this point i was watching it on voodoo now <laughs> oh. <laughs> well uh i i know that the like super douchebag lead football player get drowns but i don't exactly know how <laughs> uh, he gets his head bashed by the 
the tarp as it's coming over. Okay. And then he's like bleeding like from his head. And then, yeah. Does she do something else to him too? Or no? Does he just drown? I think he just drowns. Yeah, I think at some, doesn't at some point he gets like, cause they're both in the water at some point. Well, they and knock, I think he might, does he get speared or something again? They, they knock her into the water. Right. No, the dick gets speared into the water. Just the dick. Okay. <laughs> then yeah. Then, then yeah, he tries to get out, but. She, that's right. She picks up she the spear. She grabs him, like, like the ending of the first one. She grabs, like, out of the pool and pulls him in. And then when he's trying to get his bearings, he comes up and he gets knocked under. And then that's it. I think, like, the tarp death, though, was something very 1999. Because I feel like I saw, like, a lot of Dateline specials about, like, your kids in your pool at this time. I feel like this was a big fear for kids in 99. I like this was it this was right before the like asshole getting sucked into the vent thing. This is like, so the the fear of swimming pools was the the tarp coming over and like drowning you. I remember seeing that shit on like Dateline back 20 years ago. So I think that's why they included it in the movie. <laughs> Little 90s Matt was a big fan of Dateline. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. So uh, I do remember she knocks everything down, the whole house is on fire. And then Jason London gets smacked in the head by the rules. The tape started to come back. And she was like, did you ever really love me? Or something like that, right? Well, he says he loved her. And then she's like, you're a liar. And then the tape shows it. Yeah, because they have to play back the tape of when they were having sex for the first time. And I guess she was asleep or falling asleep. And he says it, you know, very lovingly, you know, I love you. And so that's what they keep looping in the scene because it's got to be proven that he actually does love her and he wasn't just using her oh, for the points. Oh, I thought that she was doing that with her head. She was I making think it she rewind. Was. Oh, okay. I think she was, yeah. I'm not so nice of a person. I wish she would have just fucking killed him anyway because he's part of the group. He's part of that group. Like, he is part of the problem. Like, who cares that, like, he likes her right now? He is the disease. Cut it out. <laughs> right. No, totally. And he fucking bails on that other chick. Like, he fucking, like, they went out of their way to show him doing it to another girl and, like, being a total dick. And then you want me to forget about that and be happy that he lives? Fuck that. I do find, like, at the end of this movie, like, uh, she ends up dying, which irritated me because I wanted her to live. I'm like, yeah, she killed a bunch of people I don't care about. Like, I, I, but at the end of the day, I don't think I cared about anyone in this film except Zachary Ty Bryan. And it was, you know, like, I hate you. So it was a joy when he gets his dick shut off. But other than that, I, I really didn't like anyone in this film. I don't understand why she died. Because, like, that, you know, part of the wall or whatever falls on her. But can't she just use her powers to exactly the wall not be on her? Or my thought was, like, was she kind of dying and then used the last of her powers to save him? But still, if you can bring a whole house down, you can remove a part of a burning wall off your body. Yeah, she's also like asking God to kill her too. So she's like kind of ready to go. So she's like, I'll take the wall for you. Save your lover. I'll take the wall type thing. Okay. I, I think that's what she's doing here. She she wants to die. Now, did she end up killing the mom? Because I have a note that says, oh, mom just fucking left her. I think mom just fucking left. Yeah, I think mom, mom thinks she's possessed by Satan. So mom ran away. So there is no conclusion with the mother no, character. There's no. no ending to that whole plot no. line. Goes nowhere. <laughs> so which makes it even more pointless. Like it was never necessary in the movie and it had no bearing on the ending or anything. So yeah, it all just the mom plot completely pointless. 
wow, that's that's just fucking trash. Right I, I wonder like, if the mom too was like a rewrite thing where they were trying to make it more like the original or whatever. Because yeah, she's so inconsequential in the movie. You could not have her there at all. Like you could cut all those scenes with her and still have the same movie. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was like another like we got to make it like Carrie, Ma- make her have a crazy mom. Oh, absolutely. You know? I feel like that's a lot of the stuff that like keeps me from liking this movie. Is the stuff that's like obviously tacked on just to make you remember the original carry especially when they just straight up use clips from the original movie in there i'm like okay this is really unnecessary sissy spacek probably got a check out of this oh she definitely yeah, did yeah. yeah man i wish i'd get a check out of just like a clip show <laughs> i'll give you some of my high school shitty uh play <laughs> video <laughs> There was one, before we kind of wrap it up here, there was one funny thing that happened when I was watching this. Uh, I, I was just watching it, and uh, Ashley was coming in and out of the room, and she sits down during the final scene or whatever, and she is like, oh, my God, these girls know about the rules because, like, they're talking about the rule book and, like, the mm-hmm. like the, the clueless TV show girl and then later the uh, other super popular girl that was sleeping with Jason london they know about it and like i was like oh yeah they know about the these rules and uh she's like what what kind of uh people are are these girls or whatever and then she just takes a beat and she just goes not nah, trump voters <laughs> <laughs> well well let's, let's go on to another pointless uh part of this movie is the the very end yeah that's where like my official vote went to no with this one that fucking ending that was shit <laughs> Yeah, I don't even get it. Like, I don't even know what it's supposed to, like, mean or do. I was waiting for, like, I, I every time I watch this movie, I think it's going to have, like, a cool ending, like the original. And then I, like, I, that happens. And I'm like, oh, that's why I never remember the end of this movie. <laughs> it's just, you know, the dog is okay from surgery. That's the, <laughs> yes, the dog made it. At least Walter made it, even though there's no fucking way he would. But, uh, you know, when they introduce uh, in this movie that the dad is the carrier of the psychic gene, they also don't ever come back to that. There's no need to know that. Yeah, it's probably just because we hadn't seen him in the original or whatever that they were like, or, you know, we don't spend time with him in the original. That, that that's how they can get away with it probably well if you wanted something in this you should have like had the, the the uber republican family find that out and then contact him to make an army of like carries <laughs> yeah. yeah or let him run for president either way yeah <laughs> we need you to get fucking because we need a carry army uh. Well, because then you could have like one of the fathers be like, well, I lost my son, but it's not a total loss because I'm going to have an entire carry army. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is a way That's to go darker. Awesome with the ending. ending. Yeah. yeah, I love that. <laughs> that we we uh, we get nothing. I mean, OK, so we'll let the guest do the uh, first recommend on this. So go ahead. Who wants to go first? Do you recommend the rage carry Two? yes i do so recommend this movie, and i'm the only one at the table that's going to recommend it but i put this movie like i love all of the 90s teen movies um obviously this one is not on the level of scream or empire records or can't hardly wait but i still lump it in the category of the teen movies and i'm gonna put it above she's all that because though the plots are somewhat similar at least this one has some horror movie elements so i'm gonna say that if you enjoy 
the teen 90s movies if you are in your late 30s like i am and love the nostalgia of pretending you know that high school was awesome then i'm gonna say yes you need to watch the rage carry too go ahead nate no (laughs) no this is a bad movie this is a bad movie that made me feel gross for the vast majority of its running time and the rest of it was like unnecessary references to the original carry so no i didn't like it i didn't like it i'm gonna go yeah why the fuck not right i mean it's not the worst thing i've ever seen i've spent my time on way fucking worse than this and as far as 90s movies go arguably you've seen all the good ones might as well watch the shitty ones too all right matt I, I obviously recommend this one. I like this movie. I have never really been uh, a fan of the original and not, you know, obviously it's a classic. My thing with the original is just like a weird personal problem I have. I don't like movies that are shot in soft focus lighting and they really bother me. Yeah. So I don't like the original film <laughs> because I don't like soft lit movies. I don't know why. It's a weird thing I have. It's like it's almost like an OCD tick that I like can't watch movies that are soft focus cool. lit. Um, but like I, so I really like this one. I, I love '90s thrillers. I love '90s horror movies. I love '90s teen movies. This has it all. It's not you know great because of the tacked on Carrie stuff. I wish this was just its own. I wish it was a Carrie ripoff instead of a Carrie sequel because I probably would have actually enjoyed it a lot more because the Carrie stuff knocks the winds out of its sails a little bit too much. But uh, I like this movie. I think it's I think it's fun, and it's it's kind of nice to see that uh, people are rediscovering it. And now that it's out on Screen Factory Blu-ray and stuff like that, people are kind of taking second evaluation. And the Kavanaugh thing—they're realizing how timely this movie is, and everything like that. So I I I like it. I like this one. Uh, it's not perfect, but I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Go with the soft, not recommend. Uh, I I would say like if you're going to go into a late 90s goofball horror film, I I would say something like Valentine. Yeah. Which is like it needs to be rediscovered by people. This one to me is it just has like I, I do love the trashy 90s value of it. I really do. But the movie has so much in it that's like hurting it, just weighing it down with the mother side aspect that doesn't need to be in there at all uh and where you had a lot of opportunities to make this a fun like carrie should have went nuts and it should have been she should have survived and it should have been like her just going off to college at the end (laughs) well that would be good (laughs) i would have fucking loved that because it would have been a total reversal of what you thought you know like you know she got fucked her friend got fucked so she fucked them and now her life's fine yeah, I, I would have liked it. I don't think they have the balls to do that, though, because they want their, you know, vicious, nasty uh, Rachel here to be punished for killing. Nah, I say like, nope, she got a revenge. You know what? Men get to live in revenge movies. Why the fuck can't she? I, I bet it was a producer thing, like like people saying like, no, we want this to be more like the original Carrie and like forcing them to put all that stuff in there. I'm sure that's what it was. They had no backbone and they just did a soft reboot. Yeah, pretty much. So on them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Let's let's go into our museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we put something in there just like Indy. We go out, grab it, put it in. Good or bad? All right, Jersey Ghouls. 
What are we putting in our visitors' wing? God, we we thought about this long. We and hard. did think about it, and we collectively, the ghouls are are going to collectively. We're going to put the uh, the list of rules from the game uh, into the museum, and we're going to hope that men, young men, can look at that as how not to act around women, and maybe turn it around. And if we're going to make a game, make it respectful. You right, know, you're going to get a point. For making eye contact. Or, or you'll get a point for telling me I look really good in a really big baggy uh, horror t-shirt and my jammy pants. Yeah. yeah. No, you'll get you'll get two points for actually listening in a conversation. And listen, there is one thing I'm willing to keep. The points for, you know, taking yeah, the, care of a girl that way. Yeah, you, you we can keep the points for going downtown. So that's fine. Uh, but yeah, no, no, make it a nice, respectful list. So that's, right. that's, that's what we're throwing in. That's right. Get her dessert. On a random Wednesday. You listening, my husband? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so that's our contribution. We're excited. I That's a really good, really good one. Thanks. Yeah. I was going real stupid with it. I, uh, that was really well thought out and really great, and I love that. But uh, I'm putting the gore in the museum because when the shit hits the fan, it does get gooey. And I loved it. Uh, the pipe through the head, the exploding glasses, the dick blown off. It's red. And I like it. <laughs> yeah. Mine is the, I don't know if this is a good or bad, so we'll just let the, everyone decide. So when they put in the, they say like, oh, I wish, you know, they had a good music here. Like, you know, garage. Um, Garbage. I, I'm putting that scene in because that just feels like some out of touch exec was just like, hey, what's a popular but not too popular band? <laughs> and like, I just feel that was shoehorned in there because they're like, we need something for the kids to relate to. So you're putting Shirley Manson in the archive? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's all tied to how this started with Bond because didn't Garbage do one of the Bond oh. theme songs? Oh, shit, did they? I think he was it, right? Oh, my God. I don't remember. We're learning yeah, they, so much. We did the world is yeah. not enough. Oh man! No. <laughs> For this, that, that's why that trailer oh is in there. It all comes oh, full circle. It makes sense now. Quick, someone make a Batman reference. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I'm gonna talk about the other Carrie movies to because I just want to know if anyone else has seen these other than my dumbass. Oh, I've oh, seen. I've them seen all. them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously, we have the '76 one, which I'm. I'm I know you three have covered. Carrie, correct? Yeah, very briefly during. Yeah, yeah. We have, yeah, I think it. Uh, but yeah, that's the only one that I've personally seen. I've seen the original and I've seen this. I haven't seen the remake or anything else that came from from Carrie. Yeah, I even. Well, they had the 2002 film, which was the I believe TV movie that I. That's what kind of kicked off me going back and rewatching these. Yeah, I yeah, that, that that's one with uh, Angela Bettis from May right mm -hmm. after kind of May blew up. And I think that was great casting, but what a shit movie. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it, th this might be the worst carry out of all of them. Because it's boring yeah. as all hell. This was like, which one would I rather watch? The Rage Carry 2 or, or Carrie 2002? Oh, Rage is like, like way above. Yeah, it's like Citizen Kane compared to that shit. Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> Uh, I should like edit in the uh, bird. <laughs> 2013 one with um, oh, Grace Moritz. Yeah. Yes. Another pile of yeah, shit. Well, <laughs> that movie yeah, was yeah. so bad. I, I, Does anyone like this film no, on here? No. 
not at all. God, it's what what the fuck was this about? This was like the this reminded me maybe not quite as bad as the fog remake. Yeah. It's just such a nothing movie. Just yeah. such like a just like air. Just nothing happening in it, the yeah. whole movie. It is like the epitome of complete vapid filmmaking. I yeah. haven't seen it. Did they do did they like divert from the original storyline? Did they change it in any way from the movie? It's almost it's almost a shot for shot remake of the original film. They don't even like bring anything different from the book or it's anything. It's almost like yeah. the psycho remake in oh, a way. God. It's not like that much of a remake, but it's it's fucking terrible. Except at the end, the tombstone fucking explodes because it was 2013 and a hand coming out wasn't good enough anymore. That was ironically the only thing I liked. So I'm just kidding. You know what? This film, I think Rage Carry 2 needed more explosions. Yeah. Uh, I can always do more explosions, no, but I'm I, happy with the ones we got. Uh, <laughs> right when she commits suicide and falls on the car, I think the car should have exploded. Yeah, it would have been that would have been very two thousands, but we weren't there yet. This was ninety nine, so yeah, we needed more Michael Bay in this film, and I never say that. <laughs> Maybe the dog could have exploded. Oh, oh, uh, okay, well that's all I've got for the Rage Carry 2. Uh, thank you for coming on, Jersey Ghouls. Oh my gosh, thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I'm incredibly impressed with your Visitor's Wing edition. So I, I'm going to say I think that's maybe the best one we've ever had a visitor do. That's probably the best one we have in our museum. Yeah. Because we're so fucking stupid all the time. We're like, I like the blood. <laughs> I like this actor because he was silly in it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so... Bravo. Yeah, nice job. Oh, yeah. thanks, Thank you. guys. Uh, we'll have to have you on another time when we uh, review Carrie 2013. No, not really. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I know my cousin hates it with every fiber of his being, and I usually respect his opinion. So I'm just... just glad we went with Jackie's vote for what to put in the museum because mine was the blown off dick. So, woo, <laughs> dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Well, to be honest, I almost put that in. <laughs> it is kind of lumped in with what I yeah, put in, yeah. so I went that way. <laughs> so, next week in our Ladies Month, what are we doing? I can't remember. I think it's Heart and Souls. Oh, Heart and Souls, yes. And that was picked by a listener who ha- is forcing us to do it. We have no choice. Well, I fucking love this film, so I can't wait to do it. But it, it's I'll explain why I don't think it necessarily belongs in Ladies Month, but... It will, but it was picked by a lady. It was right? picked by a, a female listener, so that is why we will play it. It just, it is just uh, more about being a man. Than, <laughs> um, Anna, if you're listening out there, Matt almost put the kibosh to this, but I would not let him yes. because you remind me every time you see me. <laughs> yes, so it is in, even though it's not you know, necessarily a pro women movie. It is, it's still a cute movie and a good movie, and I like this movie, so it should be uh, really fun too take apart next week have you three seen that no no okay yeah you'll have to listen on that it's an interesting film yes robert downey jr 1994 yeah definitely when he's coked out of his mind Uh, yes he's my favorite robert downey (laughs) it's that's when he he really brings the performances yes (laughs) remember to rate and review us on itunes you can listen to us on podbean and the whole pod universe email uh matt here on uh send me your hate mail (laughs) analog jones tof at gmail i'm gonna get stoned and read it (laughs) and maybe even write back (laughs) we'll see how we'll see how it goes do you you guys 
promote your stuff. Tell everybody where we can find you. Sure. You can find the Jersey Girls. Uh, Jersey, oh, the Jersey Girls. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> you can find the Jersey Ghouls similarly uh, pretty much everywhere where podcasts are available. We are on uh, Google Play and Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio and iTunes. So just search Jersey Ghouls on your favorite podcast app and you're going to see us there. And on social media, search Jersey Ghouls. We are on Twitter, Facebook. We have a Facebook group, we are on YouTube, and now we have an Instagram, because apparently that's where all the kids go. So you can find us on Instagram, just search for Jersey Ghouls. And you can also find us on our website, jerseyghouls.com. That's where you're going to find our podcast, our blog, and our movie reviews. <laughs> Woohoo! So many things. Yeah, we need an Instagram, but we're old men. Oh, yeah. I still haven't figured it out. Yeah, it just seems more daunting than fun. <laughs> the Instagram I'll do. It's Twitter that I hate. I, I, love I don't understand Twitter. I just post our episodes when we do them. I don't understand Twitter, how to use Twitter. I don't like Twitter. So I'm I'm all for Instagram because I can post pictures, but don't make me figure out tweet, tweet, quote, retweet. I don't I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's <laughs> back in my day. Uh, <laughs> use dial up on my fifty six point six baud modem. <laughs> And America Online would send you discs in the mail. <laughs> Never pay for internet again. <laughs> okay, uh, and remember to be kind. Rewind. Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm here, too. We are the Jersey Ghouls, a horror podcast based out of the Garden State. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Marissa's scholarly conversations. By the way, if you Google psycho female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Nate's thrilling debate. Why? Why are you so resistant against Because it? Don't, don't you start. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Jackie's love of 80s slasher movie, Topless Sea. <laughs> Whoa, Jackie, this is a feminist podcast. I know. I'm a woman. And as a woman, I appreciate a nice set of jugs. Okay, but you shouldn't call them jugs. Hooters? Bazungas? Tatas? Dirty pillows? I, I like boobs, too. Can, can I call them fun bags? No! We're the Jersey Ghouls. You can find us on social media by searching Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also find our blog and podcast on our website, jerseyghouls.com.